Welcome everyone to a special World Cup edition podcast where we're not going to talk about any ice hockey, just going to talk about football. It's <laughs> a festival of ice hockey, that's, that's what we're going to discuss. Yeah, that would be fun, but unfortunately we've got the small matter of a four-point weekend to discuss, which is, that's that's worthy of dropping everything. What is that's that? Bas- that's basically the equivalent of of a Scotland World Cup win is a four-point weekend for Clan. It's that surprising at the moment. Uh, but yeah, so we've got that to go over. Obviously, there were a couple of uh, horrible defeats before that. Um, but as we've said, remain positive this time because we've spent basically, I don't know how many weeks up to this point going on about how bad things are. So I think we'll focus on, on that. And then we've got a wee uh, World Cup style clan challenge for after that. So we'll keep everybody in suspense until that point. But just as I've said, just as I've said, um, we're going to be, it's going to be a happy episode. I'm just going to skim over the shite that was a 2-1 defeat at home to Fife. And then a 6-2 loss at Sheffield. The following night, that was last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you've actually been at both home games, haven't you? I've not. Uh, just, I was not at the Fife game. Oh, were you not? Right. No. You were in the. You were in at the game after that, right? The, the Coventry one. Yeah, I was at a Coventry game, but not. not yeah. The Fife. Thank God. Um, yeah, thank thank God. Actually, um, I think the best bit maybe from that was. A bit of a fight, Dyson Stevenson, Chris Lawrence. I think that was the highlight of the game. But we get done by two goals at the end. And it was the usual failures of not being able to score enough goals to put games away, I think. That's how to summarise that one. Yeah, um again one one goal scored um at that point. It's just not enough to win a hockey game. Um that's obviously what happened. You know, you, you can only hold on like that for so long. Um but you know, fifty-two seconds from the end of the game, and five get their second goal. That's a real, a real kick in the teeth. Um, but yeah, it, it was kind of always on the cards that, that that could happen anyway. If you know, only scoring one goals, and you know, given how how we'd been at that point. Yeah, and and uh, we were dominant with uh, shots on goal and all that, but you just knew, you kind of thought, or I thought the sucker punch would be coming, it did. Um, especially yeah. against Fife, it's horrible at that time. Um, obviously, these are the teams that are close to us, or as, as close to the playoffs as you can get, so um, that was a disappointing one. The following night, though, uh, albeit we showed a couple of flashes to power play goals in Sheffield, um, I just think that uh, sort of Sheffield too strong in the end in the third period. Um, you know, a couple of positives of those special teams goals, but against the the top teams at the moment, especially being short-handed or at, at that moment, we just I don't think had enough to to compete to the level we wanted to, and that was a bit of a shame, but. It wasn't a surprise result for me. Maybe just conceding six, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, six, six is maybe a surprise. But yeah, 
it's yeah, it's one of those ones. You know, they're still kind of going in there, short benched, and um, to get well to concede with 19 seconds on the clock is, you know, it's you know really setting the tone there. So um, conceding three power play goals as well. I think you know you'd kind of said there that you know our power play has been been pretty good, and you know getting a couple of power play goals in that second period and. You thought, okay, maybe we're coming back into it a wee bit, um, but then the third period, you you know, you conceded three goals in the last what eight minutes. Um, I think two of them were power play goals, so it's not not a great, uh, not a great game overall. Um, but yeah, I think as you said as well, their their quality just shone through there. I think. Yeah, that that's the end of the uh, negative stuff because. Now, now we're going to discuss the good things. That's what it's all about, really. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we've actually got the third best power play in the league at the moment at 24.5%. Mm, that's uh, down. It is down, <laughs> but, but we're looking for good things. Uh, and penalty kill is, is fourth, just over 79%. So, you know, that that is something that's Kind I think the power, of keeping us going in a way. Um, power play is a bit, a bit misleading. Sorry, I'll shut up when I sound. Um, power play is a bit misleading because we're not really scoring goals. I think the ones that we were scoring tended to be power play goals. So I think it's probably skewed a bit from that point. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose, but I think um, there has been a bit of a difference uh, with some of the stuff that maybe Dixon and the other guys have brought in with the systems. So um, whether it's just giving players confidence or whatever, that, that did lead to incredibly two wins at the weekend. So we've really, we've really got to, to spend a wee bit of time talking about those. And they were in fixtures that we maybe thought if we were going to start picking up a win this was the sort of sequence that we needed to maybe do it in um a 4-1 win against coventry first of all scoring four goals <laughs> that's that's a big deal at home for us one's an empty netter so i'm not i'm not giving them too much nah we've got to take it it's four goals <laughs> right fine well you can do it i'll be slightly more pessimistic um right. Well, no, you were there, actually, yeah. I was there, yeah. <laughs> um, no, because that was kind of one of my points was, you know, we got that kind of early goal, um, McParland after five and a half minutes, and then, you know, within three minutes, Coventry had, had equalised again. And from there till the third period, we didn't really create too much else, like in terms of clear-cut chances. Um, you know, I think... It wasn't a bad game of hockey. There just wasn't really much in the way of creation. Um, creation IP. I knew. You were, I was about to say that if you hadn't. I was about to say <laughs> IP short off the back. But you're in there, yeah. Yeah. Um, not even planned. Just, just ad libbed. Um, that's the way we go. Uh, no, that. I mean, the third period was was excellent. Um, you know, I think I actually think you know we we kind of missed 
um, Dixon in a way just because of his his face off presence. And I, I don't think actually his face offs led to um, our second and third goal, but certainly winning the face off helped in that situation. Um, you know, we'd scored literally a few seconds after after winning the face off. Um, I think the, the the first one was um, a pass from Watt right across the crease and um, Shabot put it in for his first clan goal, I think. Yeah, his uh, first goal, released from defence finally. <laughs> yeah. And he gets, what, three three on the weekend? Yeah, three goals in two games for, for wee Gabby. Um, no, see, I mean, he was, he was great again. I think he was... Uh, he's been probably one of the one of the standouts, which maybe isn't that difficult to do in this team, but um, you certainly notice him um, doing a lot of good. Um, Jake Bolton's first goal for Clan as well. It was a a shot, I guess, from the blue line. It, it wasn't hit with the same venom that we're we're used to seeing from the blue line. But I think he was kind of. Yeah, I think, look, looking to get a tip on it probably, but uh, just yeah. went straight in. I think Craig Anderson's commentary um, sort of overhyped that goal a wee bit, but it's exactly what you want, where he puts it on net and it, it just, you know, the holster was unsighted. That's exactly what you want. Yeah. Um, and, and from the highlights and also from the Manchester highlights, he's made a big difference, Bolton. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just being a bit of presence. Uh, yeah, it, it takes a bit of, of load off probably Mitch Jones, who would have um, potentially been expected to do a, a lot of that that work on the power play and was perhaps been overused. Bolton stepped up and, and can play that role as well. So that's good, and he's, he's getting rewarded for it. Um, does, was Dixon... So Dixon didn't play against Coventry, but he did then play against Manchester. So was it an injury? I assume it was that kept him out for. No, actually, he did play. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought he was. I about. thought he was back. He was back for the Coventry game. I'm, yeah, I'm, that's like, right. I will. I will check. Uh, yeah, no, he, he was. He, third, he did yeah, play third line. Yeah, he was on third line. Um, um, but he's, if nothing else, uh, he wins a lot of face-offs. And as I, I said, would take that. Yeah. That makes that makes a uh, a big difference. Um, we were just just over fifty percent face-offs in that game, one. So that gets us off to a good start. But yeah, big third period. Um, against a you have to say informed Coventry team. And we kind of managed to, yeah, definitely. to nullify them. So that was a good start and definitely would would give the guys confidence going into Manchester who were struggling and they're down there the the sad end of the table with us. <laughs> so excellent to get points from especially given that uh, we had even more guys out. So Matthew, why did they block a shot or whatever at the end of that Coventry game? He didn't play on the Sunday. Yeah, you can yeah. see he kind of he went off kind of gingerly um, against Coventry, and I, he did come back out and put in a few shifts after that. But 
yeah, I think it's probably just as a result of that that block. Um, it did look really uncomfortable for him. So hopefully it's nothing too serious and he'll be back. Yeah. I mean, um, how many of them must he have had in his career? The, yeah. you know, block shots and goals and stuff. And I know obviously he's, he's not had the best start to the season, but nobody has. But I still think the amount that he gives the team is is huge. So hopefully he is back. Um, not having Stevenson was obviously a blow, but down to the bare bones, two Shabbat goals, another one from Bolton and Gary Hayden, empty net. Yeah, another empty net. Yeah, I think it, <laughs> it got a wee bit nervy at the end when DeLuca made it 3-2 on the power play for them. But mm-hmm. we held out and an excellent performance from from John Hughes, by all accounts. Keeping yeah. it, I think, I think it was, uh, well, apparently it was 43 shots on, on net, so... 41 saves. Um, again, I think obviously people had their opinions about Zach Driscoll and, and bringing in Muse, but there's there's no doubt in my mind that he has made a big difference. Yeah, I don't think there's any there's any question of that. Um, no, you know it's maybe just that that Driscoll didn't have enough um, experience. I don't. I think that was a mistake bringing in two, two important netminders that were both really young. Um, I think you always need one guy to have a, at least a bit more experience. Um, and we're kind of seeing that now that, uh, you know, Muse has just been, he's been excellent really since he's come in. Um, and, you know, even recently as well, I'd kind of spoken about Shabbat and um I want to give Kevin Massey a bit of credit as well. He got man in the match against Coventry, um, and he looked he looked excellent as well. Um, so I don't know if it's just a combination of, uh, you know, we are playing better. I would say overall as a team, um, or certainly over the last weekend. Um, but maybe bringing in some more guys on D's, you know, is 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 maybe helped them as well. Um. Obviously, the guys like Massey and, and Jones were playing a lot of minutes. Um, well, Bhutan and, and Waltz have been out, so um, certainly getting those guys in, but finding quality as well. Um, you know, a, a guy like Jake Bolton, um, amazed that he was still kind of kicking about, to be honest. So, um, yeah, did, yeah, you his, did you hear his? Did you hear his interview with um, Bolton? Anderson? Did you watch that? No, I've not actually seen that. Um, he's basically he is he's working as well as playing, so he can work remotely. Um, I'm sure it was some kind of sales thing. Uh, Just making up this bit like fireplaces or something like that. I don't remember what it was, <laughs> but the way everything sort of fitted that he could play games and train, and then um, by the time he's finished, um, with the, the time difference in the US everything worked out so yeah I think a, a very good acquisition and hopefully with um, a couple more coming back from injury at some point we'll just strengthen it but the confidence is clearly there a bit more um, 
you have yeah. a bit more confidence in, in your goaltender behind you. Uh, he's 92.4% save percentage um, and and three goals against, which is, is coming down slowly. Yeah. But yeah, a big a big difference made. Um, and obviously just to tie into that, the signing made before, it was before the Coventry game, wasn't it? Uh, Andrew McLean, who I believe is also yeah. a, is he not the name of a Clyde one? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so he's doing that as well as playing ice hockey. But yeah, at least good to see. We, we've been been saying for ages, can we can we get some players in, some changes? I think they kind of snuck it under the radar a wee bit. And I don't know if they were trying to for some reason, but another body in. And what did you make of his performance in? In the commentary game, yeah, it was a bit strange the whole announcement thing. Um, I think he was given clearance like maybe I think it was less than two hours before face off, so it was really it was really strange um, the whole scenario. But he'd obviously been here and in training for a bit, so um, so yeah, I mean it was obviously good to get these guys in. I did set a question. Um, you know why we're why we're signing another D man when you know we hadn't been scoring at all. So that's maybe one thing that I was not as happy about. Um, but you know, obviously we're going to give him a chance. I did have a look at his elite prospects. Um, you know, it on paper it doesn't look that great, um, but when you see him play it, you you can see that he does make a difference. Um, I thought he looked really good. They brought a lot of intensity um, to our play. Wasn't afraid to go forward with a puck. Um, and I don't know if it was where we were sitting because we were sitting in different seats. Um, but he seemed very vocal as well uh, and wasn't afraid to get stuck in. So, um, as I say, not not the most exciting of CVs, but he did, um, you know, look very much like the player we needed at the weekend. Um, a big guy as well, sneaky big. Um, yeah, six two or something like that. Yeah, but it doesn't. It's, it's weird because it doesn't look as if he is like a big guy. Do you know what I mean? Like he just, he just fits in well. He kind of gets about the ice pretty, pretty quickly as well. So, um, no, I was impressed with him. Uh, definitely performed really well. well. Certainly on Saturday, but I would imagine Sunday as well. Yeah, that kind of fits in with the next thing I was going to say that I think Gergely Toth was a a scratch on Saturday night and then it was announced that he was um, going to be leaving was that on the Sunday the announcement came out I can't remember I think so um, but uh, yeah so, so it was announced that he was leaving for I'm not sure there's a couple of conflicting comments about some places saying that it was for family reasons and that wasn't in the thing that I read but uh, well, I, I just think it hadn't really worked out for, for him to be honest Yeah I think so initially there was a statement that came out saying that Toth had left due to family reasons um, and then it was deleted and replaced with uh, one just saying that he was heading back to Hungary Ah um, right okay 
so yeah, I, I mean, bizarre again from the club's social media. Uh, just beggar's belief at this point. Um, but Toth himself, I think, you know, 20 appearances I think he had for us. Um, I think there's a player in there, to be fair. It just didn't work out for him. Um, I think he kinda, he's maybe one of these players that needs a good coach to kind of utilise his best attributes and um, you know, as as I say, it's just not worked out for him here. Um, but obviously, can I wish him all the best and hope it doesn't put him off playing elsewhere as well? Um, I think overall, you know, it's a bad situation to to be in um, with us just now. Um, obviously, the state of the club with the um, some missing coach and stuff with Gareth and the ownership and um, you know all of that. It's just you know. It's the worst experience for a young European player in a new country with a team of players all speaking a different language as well. So uh, just, it just kind of seemed like everything was maybe working against him, but you know, I don't hold anything against him. I think he's, as I say, there's a player in there. It just didn't happen for whatever reason. Yeah, we've, we've seen that before with, with players. I, I agree that he's clearly got something about him. Um, I think if he'd if he'd turned up in a different situation, like you say, on, on a different team in the league, then uh, he would have really been able to use his attributes. Because um, I remember Malcolm Cameron talking about him being a, um, you know, bringing a bit of everything when he signed him. Um, yeah. But, but Malcolm Cameron doesn't really have his teams playing like that. Uh, so I, I don't yeah. think he was he was put in the right situations or able to show that. So it is a shame from that point of view. But all we can do is hope that McLean comes in and um, brings a bit more to the team and and we continue in that form because uh, the the run of games we've got coming up are are ones that I would say now that I've seen that we can win more than one game. Uh, in a row that there's potential in the next couple for for more points and we can start to think about um, trying to maybe sneak into the playoffs now I don't want to get too far ahead <laughs> too far ahead there they go. no I don't I don't because what will happen is yeah. we'll just go out against Dundee who have struggled but recently have, have picked up and got some good wins and you know Dundee will We'll put us back in our place. So I don't want to get too far ahead, but at least at least we've shown something that we didn't for I don't know how many games was it? Um up to that point, eighteen or something like that. Oof, more than that. I think we were at twenty three or something. Right. Twenty two or twenty three. But yeah, I yeah. take your point. Um We're showing something. That's basically where I'm going. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um um, you know, it's we do kind of need to build on it. I think you'd said a, a wee bit earlier as well. This kind of run of games you'd be looking at, um, you know, they're all kind of winnable games. You would say the old teams kind of there or there about. Um, Coventry was an out, a bit of an outlier, um, but we've kind of run them close previously this season, so it wasn't, um, it wasn't too far fetched to say that we would maybe get something there. Um, yeah. I don't know if it was on one of the other um, clan podcasts, I can't remember, but somebody had said that they were 
we were sort of a bogey team for them. Um, and I, I agree with that, that the times we've played them this year, obviously we, we beat them there at home. Um, we ran them fairly close before at Brayhead, I think, if I remember rightly. Um, yeah, I think it was, so was that an overtime loss, maybe? Or? Yeah, possibly. So an overtime loss, a.k.a. a huge win um, <laughs> back in those days. A one-point one weekend. Oof. Yeah, but but maybe um, we are um, sort of the way Guildford were to us or have been to us for years. Maybe we're turning into that for Coventry, I don't know. But anyway, we got, got the win, match up well against them. Uh, and then fold it up in Manchester, where we've actually done not too badly as well. It's yeah, a, it's a, it's a tough they're, place to play, yeah. They're a bogey team as well, Manchester. Yeah, so actually we're, we're, we're adding to the list of bogey teams, which is good, even though we're on... Um, we were in the list of teams everybody wanted to play for a while. So maybe that's turning, but like you say, games coming up, we've got Dundee, home... Home and away this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and then uh, the following weekend we're away to Fife, then Guildford, and then even even further ahead of that, Guildford and Sheffield at home. But just taking two games against Dundee and then Fife coming up, uh, they're they're big even at this point. We're three. We're still bottom of the table, obviously. But um, three points, three points off Dundee and Fife, having played the same amount of games. Which, when you think about how poor we've been, is kind of yeah. surprising and and puts also puts their season into perspective a wee bit. So if if we can, if we can get even at least a win, one win against Dundee, it keeps us in touch. Any more than that is not going to say a bonus because I want us to go and win both games, but I'm trying not to be too too optimistic as as I've been told off by you for for getting too carried away. So <laughs> big 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 games I think, um, and I want to see I want to see good performances. They would I would have said they were really there for the taking a couple of weeks ago, um, mm. but they've they've picked up a bit. Um, the likes of um, Bariga really coming into form. Scored a great hat-trick the other week against Cardiff. Did you see the um, between-the-legs goal? No, I didn't actually. Oh, yeah, that was his hat-trick goal against Cardiff. Oh, so, maybe I did. I think I did, actually. Yeah. I mean, we'd, we'd, we'd said we're looking forward to seeing him, so that was one prediction we got right. <laughs> And yeah, they've they've made a made a couple of signings, so they're dangerous. Um, but yeah, I want to say is go out and, and try and get that third win, third and fourth win in, in a row. Yeah, I think so. That's obviously the aim, you know. Looking at it, um, you know, if if we do get four points against Dundee, then we'll certainly move above them. Um, so that's obviously got to be the that's got to be the goal. That's the challenge for the, for this weekend is to get you know same again and because um, we we do really need that now. We need to go on a run. Um, it's just a case of 
whether our forwards are still potent enough. Um, you know, there's still maybe question marks there, but um, if Shabot has opened his account, I think certainly the game uh, against Manchester, I think it was Shabot, McParland and Hayden on the top line and, you know, mm-hmm. I think combined they all get three points maybe or McParland two or whatever, but um, so certainly that, I mean, that combination has obviously worked Um but again, obviously, you've got Matthew Wath to come back. Um, whether he'll be back for Friday or not, we don't know because we never find anything out. Uh, no, exactly. So it's just a a total guess as usual. Um, but no, obviously, like four points is is the obvious aim. But there are there are still question marks for me around whether we can maintain the scoring that we've seen the last. A few games. Um, I think I've seen enough now from the defence that I know that they'll put in a good shift. Um, I think the Sheffield games maybe a bit of an outlier, but uh, in general, you know, you've got you know Stenton coming back and um, getting bodies in there to to help out is is really um, it has really kind of helped us the last week or so. So um, we'll see how it goes going forward. That uh, that injury situation is big. It would be nice to know yeah. what what the what the story is because that that will determine the weekend. But I like that we're starting at home, and it's it's also a good point that now knowing mathematically that four points against Dundee, the the players can see that getting those four points will will take us ahead of them and probably into a playoff yeah. spot. So that's that's a big deal. And then we've just got to, to try and continue some good form, keep picking up points um, to allow us to get those guys back in the team. And then hopefully, you know, in another uh, few weeks' time at the start of, even looking forward to the start of next year, as in 2023, second half of the season, that that we're still we're in a position where we've still got things to play for. I think that's all you can really say at the moment. You know, you don't you don't want it to yeah. get too you don't want it to get too far that it becomes like a like an Edinburgh season where there's just not really a chance that they're going to even end up in the playoffs. You want to keep the gap small enough to do that, and I, and I think we can as long as we stay healthy and get lucky and get some of those guys back yeah i mean that's that's the thing with the playoffs in in this country is that you can you can be as as bad as we've been but still within touching distance currently so um certainly i mean we are i would say in the ascendancy now i think we've uh certainly in recent games we've looks as if we've turned a corner i don't want to use that phrase because i hate it but um, it'll probably come back to bite me, but um, no, you, like just by going going to the games and watching the highlights, you do see a, a difference um, in recent times. So long may it continue. Yeah, absolutely. Do Do you think that we are going to? Do you think we're going to get four points from those two games? <laughs> uh, 
I don't. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think if we get if we get one win, it, it wouldn't be a disaster. Um, so I think if we if we win the home game on Friday, um, Saturday it's a different a different story up in Dundee, but um, yeah, they're they're strong strong at home. They are strong at home, but they can they can lay an egg sometimes. Um, was it last last Thursday they didn't even didn't score against Coventry um, down in Coventry, so they can have their moments as well. Uh, Dundee, so I think you know both teams are pretty even overall. I would say so. I will say that we'll split that weekend. Yeah, I would be inclined to agree. I think we'll I think we might win at home. Um, but let's see, let's see. Really. I think it's more likely that we'll get some points at the weekend than we'll hear any updates about <laughs> any updates about coaching or general management. I think that's that's one thing that's guaranteed. I was just going to say that obviously <laughs> we've seen we've seen Nottingham of um, fired and hired a coach within. A couple of days. Obviously, that arrangement was was kind couple of couple hours. Within a couple of hours, yeah, it was done in the background. I, I imagine that conversations had been had with Corey Nielsen coming back, possibly before they actually announced. Well, I would hope so before they announced yeah. it. Um, but yeah, it, it's disappointing just to see. I know it's a different team and they've got a general manager and, and all that so it, it is different but it's, it just puts in perspective how quiet things have been from a clan point of view and obviously we've had the news that the takeover bid is likely to be is, is likely not to be completed if, if that was going to happen until the end of the season so where does that leave us? What are we going to be told anything about what's going to happen from now until the end of the season um, until the hopefully until the um, Glasgow Clan Limited bid comes through whenever it does uh, yeah I mean I kind of feel for for John and Phil because they can only say as much as they can um, so you know they put out a statement last week I think saying that it, um, it would be probably the end of the season before um, any decisions were made about the takeover bid. So, um, you know, bearing in mind as well, they aren't the only they aren't the only team that are, that are bidding for the club. So the whole situation could drag on and on, and there's really not a timescale on it. Um, so for me, I, I I want to see. I mean, for me, you can't have you can't have this rumbling on in the background and us just continuing on without a head coach or a GM or any of that. Um, I can kind of I can I can understand where some fans are coming from. You know, they're kind of resigned to the fact that it's probably just going to be how it is just now until the takeover bid's done. But that's not how that's not how you should run a business. And I know, like Neil Neil Black's obviously said that he's wanting to sell um he's also said that we're still in a hunt for 
a GM and um, you know Stephen Dixon was announced as an interim head coach. So that to me suggests that you know they're still they're still looking for a GM, um, and Dixon is interim head coach suggests to me as well that they're looking for a head coach. So why why are fans settling for not wanting those positions filled? I don't I don't really get that. Um, is it because you know you don't want Neil Black to make those decisions? Probably, but ultimately it's, it's his responsibility. Whether he's selling up or not is irrelevant to me. He's still the man in charge, um, whether we like it or not, both at Nottingham and Clan. So these are positions that he said are going to be filled. So he has to fill them. What What is the hold-up and why is he so negligent? Yeah, I know that's that's the thing. I keep saying it. <laughs> I'm actually driving what to say because I'm laughing, but it, the communication is <laughs> a, a disgrace, really. Um, yeah, I I I don't I don't even know what to say on it. I don't know what's going on in the background. Probably not very much. Um, the other thing as well, see, if you're a season ticket holder, right? And I'm glad I'm not a season, but see, if I was a season ticket holder, I'd be absolutely furious. I'd be demanding at least a portion of my money back because the club isn't being run the way it should be. And okay, like we've you know we've won a couple of games now and we're we're signing players, but again, who's making those decisions? Like, then can we have some form of communication, please? Again, I'll say I'll keep saying it on this podcast until we get some communication. Yeah, and not not a kind of cop out communication either. Something no, good, it, yeah. something good, something made, meaningful. Two months now for a GM. Yeah, I wonder if the, I wonder if like Dixon and Co. No, and they're just I mean, not probably not. <laughs> they're not going to get asked, right? Because it's just not the way things operate. You know, it'd be nice if somebody said what's going on with the coaching position, what's going on with the GM. Somebody asked him. Yeah, even Craig asking in interviews, yeah. whatever, like just That's what I mean. you know, aye. Um but yeah, I, I, I don't know, know that it would just be a it would just be a sort of cop out predefined answer that probably didn't didn't give any meaning. But anyway. Yeah, Sarah didn't want to bring the tone down, but <laughs> I've said that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we kind of have, but um, off the ice, total shambles on it. Less so, less, um, less of a shambles and more, more wins, please. That's the way I want to look at it. Um, we've got. I think we might as well just do a quick quick run-through of, of predictions for this weekend and the other games. Um, because I'm feeling I'm feeling like I'm getting everything right at the moment, even though I'm not. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm going to just, I'm going to give you Have you been fixtures, Alan. No, I've got no idea. I don't even know I'm ashamed to look back. Uh, we've got, apart from the clan games, we've got another seven Seven matches. I'm going to give you seven out of seven correct predictions here. So, I would love it. 
if you could give me seven out of <laughs> Guildford against Belfast uh, will be oh that's a good game <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, stumbling block early on here that's a good one uh, I think Belfast obviously split the weekend with Sheffield I think picked up a wee bit of form there I think I think Guildford's lead at the top. They're still going to be there or thereabouts, I think, come the end of the season. I don't think they're going to win the league. I think that mm. um, Belfast and, and Cardiff, and well, Belfast and Sheffield and possibly Cardiff will start dragging them back a bit. I'm going to go a Belfast win there, but I've been generally very impressed with, with Guildford and what they've done and the way they play. So, yeah, quite enjoy watching them. I think Belfast will win that. I think Sheffield will beat Nottingham. Even though... Yes. Even though <laughs> get they've the got right. the new coach in. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. Sheff- Sheffield are going to win that. I think Cardiff will beat Coventry in overtime. And I think... Ooh. I think... Hmm, Fife have been poor. But I think Manchester have been possibly even worse. I think Fife will beat beat Manchester. You can't be serious, Jeff. I know it's putting it. And quickly for Sunday, uh, Nottingham to beat Manchester, Belfast to beat Coventry, and Cardiff to beat Fife. Okay. Um, I'm going to disagree with some of them. I think Guildford are going to beat Belfast. Okay. Um, well, having said, did Belfast, did they sign Lewis Hook? Yeah. I think he's uh, signed back with them, so he, you know, he was obviously a, a good player for them before, and you know, getting him a player like that back in is obviously going to um, make your team better. So, I think it'll be close. I could go to overtime that one, but I think Guildford at home will. Um, I'll go with them. Uh, Sheffield Nottingham, yeah, I mean, do we even do we even need to discuss that? It's a Sheffield win all day. I know, which means uh, that which means Nottingham can win. Nah, I mean, nah, they won't. They won't. They won't. Well, last last weekend we get a four point weekend and they get a one point weekend and they sacked their coach as a result of it. So, uh, nah, Sheffield, Sheffield home advantage and all that as well. Um, Cardiff Coventry. Uh, yeah, I think you'd said Cardiff in overtime, didn't you? Yeah. Um, I agree that Cardiff will win, but I don't think it will be in overtime. However, I do think it will be close. <laughs> so, um, and then Manchester Fife. I've, I've got to go Manchester really. Um. Just yeah, I mean five. We don't. They're kind of have good games and bad games. They obviously beat uh, Nottingham six uh, one a couple of weeks ago. So uh, again, doing yeah, well there. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Aye. Except us. <laughs> That'll change. Um, Definitely will. Yeah. And yeah, I'm going to take Manchester. So I think for Saturday, I've got every home team winning. <laughs> So that's not going to happen. Um, Sunday, Nottingham and Manchester. 
I really want to pick Manchester. Oh yeah, so do I. But, <laughs> but if I'm being honest, yeah, I think you know, change a coach and all that. Uh, I'll pick Nottingham in that one. Coventry, Belfast. I think Belfast will bounce back after losing in Guildford. So they'll win that one and Cardiff to beat Fife. See that? See that Sunday night in Kirkcaldy game. I know it. Yeah. So, so there's always a thing about even if Fife have been terrible, there's just always a thing in the back of your mind that thinks, Ah, they could win anything at home. <laughs> yeah, I know. It did a actually wet, cross my mind. Sunday night. It did cross my mind, even though um, I seemed quite confident that I was picking Cardiff for that one. Um, I don't know if you've seen recently as well. Actually, just talking about the clan game on Friday, the St Andrews Day jerseys. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Um, the the sort of uh, bod, not the body armor, the, the chainmail yeah, style. Yeah, aye, chainmail. Aye. Um, looks pretty good. Actually, looks. I think good. it does. I think I would I would rate it as one of the the more interesting special editions that we've had. Yeah, I would agree. I feel like they can, I don't know, the wells maybe run and dry for St Andrew's Day stuff now. Um, but yeah, they've done well to, to pull that one out of the bag. It looks, it looks good. Yeah, is there a, are they auctioning the shirts? Uh, probably, aye. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think they look quite good. Um, it kind of sort of reminds me that the other, some of the other special edition stuff, the, remember the Highland, Highland Cow one? Yeah, that was great. The uh, the white the white Christmas jersey. White was, Christmas was exceptional. That was, yeah. or I think that was probably my favourite, my favourite yeah, jersey that we've done. I've got a particular. That was that the Pete Russell year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I it was just it was everything about it really. Just like that jersey. Um, yeah, there's a nice hat that went with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, home game against Sheffield just before Christmas. Um, you know, a Pete Russell team that were that were performing really well. I think they won that game as well. So yeah, yeah, I yeah, think just it all just kind of came together. I think yeah, it was Russell or or the Fitzy. I can't actually specifically remember, but I whatever way around, I've got a particular memory of a specific player in that jersey, and he might come up in this next section. So <laughs> what yeah. a segue! But yeah, he's a professional. Yeah, that, that was that was. Um, that was a great jersey. So hopefully, if we start picking up results in special jerseys, then bring them on, kind of thing. That's what I think. Uh, so yeah, fin- finishing off with with a wee a wee special question that you set. So I think best you explain the, the format, and then we can dive into our picks. Okay, I'll I'll set the table. Um, all right, so. We're doing a World Cup starting six players for Clan. Um, seeing as it's the beginning of the, the Football World Cup, so we're going to make our own World Cup select starting six for Clan. So we're selecting six players to play in a Clan World Cup team. So we're using only one player per country. Um, so you can only have one Canadian, one American, etc. Um can use a combination of Brits separately, so you could have uh, I don't know why you would but you could have Barry McKenzie and uh, 
obscure English player, Matt Tau, uh, could be in the same the same team because one's Scottish and one's English. I was um, absolutely dreading you picking a terrible example there that had been one I'd picked. Do you know that? But <laughs> no, I, I, I tried not to. That's good. <laughs> I tried to think of ones that you just wouldn't go for. Yeah, I, I could have said Tristan Harper for Scotland, but um, I, sorry, moving on. So we'll have, um, sorry, clan. Clan have had players from twelve different countries all in, um, and this is according to Elite Prospect. So twelve countries to choose six players from. I think initially I was going to do just countries that were in the World Cup, but there weren't enough um, to to pick a starting six. So, um, yeah. oh, one final point as well. I think. On elite prospects, there's two British players, according to elite prospects, that um, they are Brendan Connolly and Vince Conan. I think, well, they're both Canadian, but I think they come under British, having played for Team GB, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so if one of these players are selected, then you can't pick another player from any of the other countries within uh, the UK. So... So you, you wouldn't be able to have Brendan Connolly and <laughs> Tristan Harper. Uh, yeah. For Got example. You. Got you. So there's 12, 12 countries. The 12 countries are Canada, USA, Scotland, England, Wales, Sweden, Finland, Czech Republic, Slovakia, Denmark, Hungary and Latvia. Mm. Yeah. A very interesting. Uh, my take on it was that it was, uh, it was actually difficult in a number of ways. <laughs> and it. and when you look at my six, it feels kind of weird as a as a starting six. But that was just the rules. So, speaking of six, using the score in the speaking of six, yeah, the Spain game. Spain six, Costa Rica nil, and and our predictor I had one each. So it just shows you. Don't listen to a word that I say about anything. Yeah, that's, uh, just, that's football, though. Ice hockey or sport. Yeah, true, true. Right, how are we going to reveal the predictions? Are we going to do it by position? Like you go first and then I tell you mine, or do you just want to say who your six is? Ooh, uh, I don't know. I hadn't thought of this. I hadn't thought about it. We could maybe do it by position then. Okay. Well, you you go first then. So who was your who's your goaltender? It's seven 0 by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think my stream's a bit delayed, so I'm just yeah, sitting right. there. Um, um, right, your goaltender. My goaltender is none other than America's favourite son, Shane Starrett. Yeah, I've actually gone the same. Oh, I've gone the same, uh, but I'm um, definitely discuss alternatives. Um, Gary Russell had crossed my mind because, oh, really? well, <laughs> not that it, not it came anywhere close to going in. Sorry, Gary, but I was I was thinking more tactically about I want an American. <laughs> yeah, I want an American um, outfield or out ice or skater. However, you want to use the term. So he, so he did cross my mind at one point, um, and the obvious, the obvious other one would have been Kyle Jones for me. But unfortunately, we have a wealth of Canadian talent, 
and there was yeah. only there was only one guy from that country that that I felt was fair to put in. So so start it. Yeah, <laughs> that's thought, interesting. Okay, <laughs> it is. It's it's not controversial, but it is at the same time. So yeah, Shane Starrett for me had a great season for us, and obviously not being Canadian helps helps them getting that team. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, uh, we, we had we had quite a a few Americans that would definitely um, definitely have been you know in with a shout for sure. So it's not like he was just an easy pick for that. I also had Drew Miller as, as a potential American, I should say. So maybe yeah. he'll come up later. Uh, but yeah, start out with my vote. No, I know. I, I take your point. And we're doing this based on how how these players played at Clan. Um, so obviously it's a short sample size. Um, the thing is, well, for uh, for Drew Miller, so yeah, mm-hmm. for for me, it has to be it has to be the, the star boy. Yeah. Okay. Um, right you, defense. You take the D. Okay. You take D. So um, on the right, I've got Zach Sullivan, and on the left, I've got ah, uh, I've got two. I've got two. Right, I've got Michael Goodwald, Goodwald, or yeah. he just snuck in in front of Liam Stenton. So I've got. I've got Zach Sullivan and I've got Mikael Goodwald as my two. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. Interesting. It is interesting. Um, so, I mean, I, Sullivan obviously played for the club for a few years and and I think really developed. Obviously yeah. Still, still playing now, I think. I think I, I liked having him at Clan, especially in his later years and um, he became a good defenseman and obviously still showing that now and then um, Goodwald was you know not for sure not the best defenseman we've ever had nowhere near but it's Czech and I think for the couple of seasons we had him yeah and um, he did he did make an impression he also played was able to play as a forward um, and then went on to play at five, which should earn him minus minus points. But I'm sticking him <laughs> in, so it's it's not my favourite defence. But but for reasons that we've already discussed about needing to use other nationalities elsewhere, that those are my two. And and I've wanted to possibly use separate Brit nationalities. So we'll see. Those are my two. Yeah, no, that's that's totally fair. Um, I've I've gone with Mikael Gutwald uh, as well, so we're two out of two so far. Um, great, great news for this. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw <laughs> I'm gonna throw in a curveball mm-hmm. for my for my next 
defensive partner to go alongside Goodwill. And he's got the same initials. It's Marcus Scotts. All right, okay, yeah. Marcus Scotts. And technically Swedish. So he fills fills in a Swede spot rather than a German spot. Yeah. That's that's good, sensible thinking. Um, I yeah, I, I I did think about him, but I actually just liked the 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 longevity of Sullivan at Clan, and uh, yeah, Gotts was there. Obviously, there's a number of other candidates. Gotts was was very good. I also thought about. Um, Travis Earhart just because I liked him a lot as a player and he would be Oof. just your he would go down as a technically a brick because he I think would he not he's I down well he's down as Canadian under elite prospects but oh, right, okay. yeah I, no I think you're right well he did play for he did play so. yeah maybe I didn't even think about their elite prospects nationality but he mm. yeah he crossed my mind but yeah I like I like that choice. Scotts was was a good player. Yeah, well, that's maybe because um, I've definitely just gone with elite prospects, uh, which kind of feeds into why I've selected one one of the forwards. But we'll get onto that. Okay, right. You do, you do the forwards then. Um, right. Okay. I'll get the controversy out of the way first. I've gone left wing. He's English. Maybe. He's not. He's definitely not English. It's Mike Hammond. Whoa. Okay. Um, so I've kind of moved him out of the centre spot to make way for the one and only. It has to be Matt Keith for me. I've got to put Matt Keith in there. And I know that that could be controversial, but... No, I don't, uh, don't necessarily think it is. I think um, just kind of based on, um, you know, our kind of, you know, spoken spoken love of Scott Pitt, I think it's, um, you know, it could be it could be seen that way. But I think for me, Matt Keith offers, I think he, he kind of elevates those around him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a way that you didn't really get with Scott Pitt. Um, Pitt was obviously just a, a sniper, um, and you know he was he was great at that. Um, but I think you know captain Matt Keith has got to be in there, um, mm-hmm. playing centre for me, and then right wing I've got Wee Razzy, Wee Razzy Bierum mm-hmm. of Denmark, of Denmark fame. Yeah, and that's like that. Sense. I like that. Um, so <laughs> I've. I have one of those three. I've got Bierum. Yeah. But Bierum has to be there. Uh, my centre, I've got Pitt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just had to have him. Uh, yeah, no, that's fair. It, it is. I know what you mean about Keith, but I, I, I just like Pitt more. Like, Keith yep. is loved of course, but just pit for the points and 
just everything about his game. Even though, you know, people say, no, he wasn't as good towards the end. He was always great. And he's just, he had to win for me as the Canadian. Um, albeit Keith would definitely be probably more of an all-rounder in that team. But I'm thinking we need to score goals with a bit of a, bit of a dodgy <laughs> defence. So we need Pitt yeah. in there. Uh, and then my other winger, I didn't cheat. And, and go for a Canadian who's apparently a Brit. What I've done is I've gone for a Welshman. I've gone for Ben Davies. I've yeah, gone for Ben Davies. Um, so yeah, I, I, I've done that where I've, I've split out my nationalities a bit. I just, he, he brought so much to that team for a couple of years. Um, was great to watch. Like in, the, in that 14, 15 year, it was just like every every game you went to. It was it was great to watch, so exciting. You knew what you were going to get, and just yeah, what a player he was for us. So, and then obviously the stuff he's gone on to do as well. I know that doesn't count in this team, but yeah, I loved loved the the couple of years he was at Clan. So he he makes it into my team. So I've got Starrett, uh, Sullivan, Gutwald. Davis, Pitt and Bjorn. Yeah, no, it's a strong, it's a strong six. I had I had potential mentions for uh, Matt Haywood in there, but he's not. Yeah. Just basically because he, he's English, obviously a great servant and Mr. Clan, but he didn't make it in. I had Stenton in just because of um, obviously from Scotland, like how he's developing, I think he's really coming on to game. He he was a possible consideration, um, but yeah, the others made it, and also Vaclav Stupka made a big impact. Oh yeah, no, definitely. He made a big he's... impact, so he's another maybe honourable mention. Just because we've talked at length at how much we lack fast players. What a difference he made. He was unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, he do- doesn't make it in, but those are my team. That's my team. Um, I think your team would probably beat mine, just about. But, uh, yeah, that was good. Enjoyed that. I think you, you had said before we recorded that you had a second team. Which I'm now interested to hear. <laughs> yeah, I think it was kind of based on um, if if Mike Hammond was was Canadian. Um, so if he is Canadian, I've just I've ruled him out completely. Uh, so my alternate team, I guess you could call in. Uh, I've got Kyle Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, still same defence, Goodwild and Goat Goats. Uh, then I did go with Drew Miller, my uh, left wing, Bierum right wing, and I went Jordan Cowney mm. as a centre. I think because um, I wanted to get a Scott in there as well. Yeah. Uh, and I think he kind of, you know, based on how we've seen him before and and how he's 
progressed. I think he's he's come on uh, leaps and bounds uh, for me. So it was. I think if you were going to choose a Scott for me, it would be between Cowney or Stenton. Um, I think. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe harsh on Barry McKenzie because he did. He did play loads for us, uh, and he was he was good when he was here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was going I was going to mention McKenzie. I was going to mention McKenzie is because Cowney and McKenzie were there as well. And I, I didn't have a, a proper backup list, but yeah, they they were also on it as Scots. Um, Stenton made it. Nothing against the other two. No, definitely not. Yeah. Um, do we want do we want to have other honourable mentions? So you'd mentioned or well you've got Ben Davies in your team, but he was an honourable mention for me. Mm-hmm. Stupka you'd mentioned as well. Um Swedes. I was toying with the idea of putting Gerard Hansen in if if I had Bierum as well, because I thought the two of them worked really well together. Yeah, his name did come up. Um so that was a that was a potential. Um, Finland, I was struggling. Uh, I think there's four, four Finnish players. You had um, ex-captain Vilhelmalainen, mm-hmm. Mikko Vainanen from last season, uh, Tony Dalman, who I actually did like, um, <laughs> but wouldn't I don't think come into this again. Yeah. Uh, and Jakko as a netminder. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I'm not giving any honourable mentions to to any of them. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I think also not in the honourable mentions would be Zaykovsky. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Just because he's what Swedish, but not didn't quite make the cut for for standard. Even though people listen to this and think, how did some of my other picks make the cut? But yeah. He was, yeah, I guess, another not, one. It's not as easy as you think it is. No, um, it's not. Jordan Buesa, does he get a, a Spanish mention? <laughs> I suppose, yeah, he technically is half Spanish, isn't he? So, um, I suppose you could put him in there mm-hmm. if you wanted. Um, could you, of, on your your logic with the Hammond thing, you basically have Matt Keith in as your Scott. <laughs> not, not quite. He had that five. Um, he had that five scarf that ended up in the bin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, forgot about that. Uh, no, my Scott would be my would be my coach, Malcolm Cameron. Obviously, he would be. Hmm. <laughs> he would yeah. be my Scott. Um, yeah, he's no. got straight in there. Yeah. Either bin. Other Swedes. So we'd Hansen, Gotts, uh, Zaykowski. You mentioned uh, Mikael Litamer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Marcus Johnson. Again, I quite actually liked him, but not didn't play nearly enough. Um, and then uh, Daniel Asberg and Christopher Bjorklund, who I will yeah. not mention again. Yeah. No, that's that's absolutely uh, fair. I think some people argue that Peacock should be in as the as the uh, English guy, but. I prefer what Sully's done, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, you, That's, yeah. Well, we've both spoken before about Peacock and 
uh, we'll maybe leave it at that. Uh, other English guys, no, I'm not going to go through all, all of them, obviously, but uh, Mike Will, get rid of Mike Will, he, mm-hmm. he yeah. was here for, for a good few seasons. Uh, obviously, Matt Haywood, Peacock, Robert Farmer from the, uh, hmm, I want to say second season, I could be wrong. Um, but obviously went on to play with Nottingham. Uh, Mike Hammond, the question. Uh, I did have Zach Sullivan down there. Um, Lee Esders, Kevin Phillips, Matt Tau, Sam Jason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, I'm naming yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Zach was, yeah, made more, was of a, more of a mark than some of those others, but. Yeah, yeah, obviously, that was that was good. Obviously, Jack Musil should uh, throw that one. Of out. course, yeah, yeah. And uh, well, we didn't we didn't discuss a coach, but that's that's a step too far. Because <laughs> I don't have we had we've we've used all the nationalities for coaches. We've had Canadian and this. No, nah, it's just what, what if we're going. No, that's, that's what I mean. That's yeah, what yeah, I mean. yeah. If, so we've got him in there, or. Um, does John Tripp count as German? He could count for whatever country he wanted, but he wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Um, so I think if, if anybody else, is, anybody listening has got opinions about those teams, it'd be good to hear what people think. We'll maybe um, post a question out and see, see what people say. But Yeah, him, yeah I'll get it. That, Get it out there, because um, yeah. it's quite it's quite fun. No, it is. It is Sorry, I'll, I'll stop. I was just going to say, apart from that, the only thing I was going to say was was continue to support the back of the bed stuff, really, because that and the on ice product is is the two positives at the moment that we're clinging on to. Yeah, no, definitely, um, and it's good that. Uh, it's good that Glasgow Club Limited are continuing to put out wee bits of information, even if it's not really amounting to, to very much, but just to give us a bit of an update, I guess, is good. So, um, so yeah, that the more that keeps going, the better. Um, yeah, and just uh, shout out to the other the other clan podcasts as well. Yeah, you're all shy. You're, you're nowhere near as good as us, but... <laughs> I'm only joking. Let's not. We'll work. We'll we'll um, we'll work with you. That's the point. Let's You're not start. I actually listen. I listen to. I listen to them all. So I'm I'm only joking. I listen to them all. I like all the different opinions. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, yeah, let's not let's not start a a pod war. because uh, we don't need that. No, I I agree. Uh, I also listen to. Um, to anything that comes out from, from Cali and. Clan from the stands and uh, good evening hockey fans. So, yep, keep doing your yep. good work. Yep, and we'll we'll have something hopefully something continuing to be positive to talk about throughout the next few weeks. Um, but yes, thanks again everybody, and catch you next time. Cheers.